you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm here with a guest who has not been on the show in a while. I was trying to think back to when the last time you were on the podcast was. And it was one of these remote calls, but it wasn't because of the pandemic. It was because you're just not in Winnipeg. And we it was an early attempt, I think, at trying to do one of these uh, long-distance uh, calls here. But I think before we even get into any of that, I mean, I do have a lot of questions about your record and, and everything else you've been doing. But let's start off by you introducing yourself and just give a bit of background about where you are and who you are and what you do as a musician. Yeah, uh, I'm Nathan Strange, a.k.a. the Rainy Day Apparel from Carmen, Manitoba. And, um, yeah, I just make kind of DIY music and it's kind of vibey and chill. And, um, yeah, just looking to kind of connect to to people, whether it's listeners and other musicians through, through my music. Cool, cool. And I guess... Basically be the goal. (laughs) Yeah, it's like it's a good goal to have for sure. And I think just like, I mean... I know you have a new record that you just put out, and I really do want to talk to you about that. But because you're in Carmen, and because, you know, this show is so focused on Winnipeg, just out of necessity, because there's so many artists that are in the city here, what has it been like over the past, you know, two and a half years for you out there? Because, I mean, I, I, I think I'm, I'm intimately familiar with the experience of, of being during a pandemic and trying to do something creative in Winnipeg. But what was your experience like um, out where you are? Well, the the writing experience and kind of the, the I guess the live experience were two kind of very different things. Uh, I w- I was a board member at uh, Golden Prairie Arts Council, which would kind of be like the uh, encompassing area for Carmen and kind of around there. And and like I, the reason, the whole reason I joined the board was to, you know put help put shows on and connect with bands and just kind of have music in our town instead of having to go anywhere and you know uh, the board is so good but it was it just kind of dried up and it was kind of tough for me to you know just kind of be a part of it that way just because I, I was like oh I just want there to be shows and it was there was nothing really live in town but they worked hard and did some uh, virtual stuff and whenever stuff opened we would do outdoor concerts and stuff like that cool. but aside from that it uh, since 2019 it's just been pretty pretty dry around here but it's starting up again which is nice. I think that's kind of what it's been like everywhere, honestly. It's just, uh, you, you never know, though, because, I mean, this this has hit certain communities harder than others, and, I mean, everyone's been affected in some way or another, right? And so, like, I mean, that idea of doing virtual shows and having to kind of come up with um, alternative solutions to, to sort of the traditional thing that you do is, I think, something that everyone experienced. Yeah, everyone was just kind of scrapping and clawing to find a way to make music happen, because I think it just... 
you know, it just showed how big of a part of our lives the arts are, whether it's music and movies. It was it was what got us through it all. Or, totally. I mean, you know, at I, least that's how I feel. I, I agree with you for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, as an artist, what was it like having this kind of enforced time off? I mean, I know you have a day job. I know you do other things. But what was it like sort of as someone who, you know, is creating and is playing shows and you're out there and putting yourself out there and getting involved in the community? How did that sort of, um, you know, silence i mean you know i know there was attempts at doing other things but what was that like for you i mean in terms of your creativity and in terms of your you know ability to sort of keep yourself actively working as an artist everything kind of slowed down which is nice to kind of have that because i feel like i'm kind of always on the go or at least trying to be so it was nice to kind of have that time to kind of sit back and be like okay just try something new or you know just go for it and I think the biggest challenge was not writing about the elephant in the room, right? You're like, I don't want to write a pandemic song (laughs) sort of thing. So I think, I think I just drew from, you know, past experience and maybe looking forward and looking just at maybe possibilities. I guess that's kind of, kind of where the title of the EP comes in, you know, views was just about like, kind of, you know, looking, looking out and kind of seeing what's, what's around me. With this, with the EP, they, they, you know, it was just released a few days ago from when we're recording this. What, um, I mean, I know that, that things are sort of starting to get back to some sort of normalcy, hopefully, at this point. I mean, shows are starting to happen again. People are touring. Uh, things are, you know, sort of healing themselves, it seems. Um, what was the kind of, uh, what does it feel like to release music now in this time where there's still uncertainty? And when, you know, the idea of whether you can uh, play a bunch of shows to promote it it seems possible, but you never know what could happen sort of the next week, you know, uh, and things could change not to be too much of a downer, yeah. but yeah, yeah, no, no kidding. No, but it's definitely realistic to just be, be cautious. Uh, I mean, for me, I just look at the, the EP is it's been a work in progress up to this point and it's kind of a snapshot in my life. So I guess if it gets promoted by live shows, great. If it doesn't, I mean, it's just another, another relic of that of that time that just got kind of frozen there or whatever but i th- i think yeah i just go i don't have huge expectations i guess but i i i mean doing things like this are just that that's kind of what it's all about just connecting with people and we made it this far to this interview and if this is the last one i or i guess probably do more virtual ones but i mean if this is the last piece of promo that happens for this i'm i'm happy yeah. it's just you kind of gotta take take the optimistic route. I feel like if you don't do that these days, you're gonna be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so for sure. So, I mean, listening to the record too, listening to the EP, I think one thing about you is you're always making, um, you're always putting content online. I mean, you're always putting, you know, acoustic covers and, and things like that. Sort of, uh, it seems like you always had, as long as I've known of your music, you've been actively kind of uh, putting yourself out there and recording interesting things and. But it's always very much just you and an acoustic guitar, and I think it's easy to forget that that the sound that you have can be fleshed out. And so, listening to the EP, it's like, oh yeah, right. There's there's drums and there's keyboards and there, there there's more happening than just this acoustic thing. And I I have it so kind of ingrained in my head that you're just this solo folk guy because that's sort of where I see you the most is yeah. online doing these covers. So. I mean, is is this sound on this EP, how would you define it? I mean, I know it's an annoying question, but I mean, what do you call the sort of the style of music? Because I think it 
it obviously has similarities to the solo acoustic stuff you're doing, but but it's much more fleshed out and it's you know got more depth to it because of just the extra instrumentation. Yeah, I think the best way to answer it is probably just by throwing back answers that other people have kind of given me, which is I've heard everything from kind of uh, folk to Americana to like, uh, like, I don't want to say like dream pop, but I think there's elements of that in there too, just with a lot of background ambience and kind sure. of stuff like that. So, I, I mean, uh, I think, yeah, I, I mean... I remember one of my favorite bands of all time is is Silverchair and and they would always have really weird writing processes especially kind of on their later albums and you know they would he would bring an idea forward and it would kind of be like oh this doesn't sound anything like us but then by the time you said like it's fleshed out and everything's in there you're like oh yeah this is <laughs> this is what it, what I am even though it sounds different than stuff I've done before I think it always kind of circles back to sounding like me but yeah. I think there's I listen to all sorts of stuff so it always kind of you know, pokes its head in there. All the influences are kind of just put in a blender and thrown back out. <laughs> well, I think Silverchair might be the only band we've ever agreed on <laughs> because yeah. it seems like we're often like, you know, that's awesome. when one of us will say something about music online, it'll be just like, oh no. So it's good. It's good. It's going to be got some common ground there for sure. I will, I will take that one. Absolutely. <laughs> that's a win. Yeah. 
I know one of the songs, at least one of the songs from the CP was record. You had released it as a single, kind of well ahead of the album. That was the the charity single you did, where you were doing a fundraiser. Yeah. Are these other songs of the same age? Like, had you been working on these songs sort of way back then as well, or are they most of them newer? Yeah, it's a good uh, good question, and thank. Thank you, by the way, for for being a part of that uh, that single as well. That that meant so much. Well, do That's, you maybe want to explain um, a bit about that? Just, yeah, just while, while I have you here talking about it, I mean, is that yeah. still? Are you still raising money with that song? You know, it, it kind of stopped with the initial kind of surge. Uh, I think it's t- really tough to get people to purchase music online or or songs. At least it seems that way. Um, but um, just the people that supported that cause came out really really strong and and were able to raise um i think it was like it was over 700 dollars just for for that song which i mean to, to me that's just a huge outpouring of support for one you know four minute track or whatever yeah. so yeah um it it super meaningful to be able to do that but uh, it was friends of ours um lost their lost their daughter and uh just wanted to put positivity back into the world so they um they have like uh, a foundation where they um they build uh, like buddy benches and playgrounds and stuff like that and just kind of you know making the world a better place in spite of a bad thing happening and i just thought i kind of wanted to be a part of that and i don't, don't always know if i have too much to offer but kind of figured hey yeah, this is a spot where maybe just maybe I can help. And, yeah. and again, it took other people helping me like yourself and uh, my friend Jordan that mixed the song to kind of, you know, to kind of make it happen because otherwise it wouldn't have. So, I mean, that's, again, it's the whole idea of, of connection, right? Like without totally. people kind of jumping on board with it, it just, just never would have, that it never would have got off the ground. Same thing with the EP, just with people kind of helping and, wanting to be a part of it and collaborating it just got the bird off the ground well let me modify my original question then because i was thinking that while you're saying that that song i think that despite being obviously written you know at an earlier time it definitely fits on on the ep yeah like it doesn't sound out of place it, it, it sonically it, it meshes well with the other tracks so yeah what is sort of the, the timeline of when these songs were were written then i mean just because of that, because it doesn't sound out of place. It doesn't sound like it's from something else. And, and then you did the rest, you know, on their own, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I feel like, um, when I wrote that song, which would have been late 2019, um, I guess it kind of turned a bit of a corner and kind of felt like my writing had changed a bit. Like I just felt a little, little more confident with the way I was structuring songs. And I, I feel like even though it's the last song on the, on the EP, it probably should, be the the first because it's kind of the foot in the door but yeah i think um the i put out a single last year at about this time was uh freaking out it, it right. came out kind of in between as well and it was probably early mid 2020 and then everything just kind of fell in between and uh skipping stone would be the last song i wrote which would have been probably in january but somewhere between january 2022 to april maybe okay. somewhere okay. in there so that everything was kind of written and ready to go and actually uh the it was slated to kind of be a spring summer release but uh evan the guy that uh 
mixed it and did all the the heavy lifting on on the songs once they were recorded um his studio flooded (laughs) the the manitoba manitoba strikes again the weather down in uh i think they're in altona or winkler but they they flooded and so um we couldn't finish the drums and he couldn't mix and he had to completely gut and redo his basement so um yeah it was just uh (laughs) sucked for for him for sure yeah yeah. got it all back together and did it he was made the project a little longer another another story to tell yeah yeah well i mean it's like it almost seems like in a year where everything's going or in a, a time period where everything's going wrong there's even more just piling on with with extreme weather and, and everything else and yeah it's 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 been a rough one for everyone i think but that sounds particularly yeah. hard yeah yeah you kind of, you kind of realize though too that when people are putting their house back together or there's their space that that your song that you want finished doesn't really doesn't really matter right like it's it was nice that he was able to get things back together and do it but i you know again just kind of priorities yeah you can you can <laughs> right? wait you can wait on the song yeah for exactly. sure exactly sure. does does having this out now does, does this how do you, i mean assuming everything stays where shows are happening and things like that is this something you want to perform with a with a full band, like I mean, they, having heard it on the record now, really fleshed out like that, is that is that sort of the goal, or are you hoping, or are you can you know, do this kind of more of a solo acoustic vibe, as you're sort of uh, more frequently seen doing? Yeah, I, 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 you know, I would love to. I think there's, um, you know, the people that worked on the record certainly can play the songs really well. I I trust them with it more than I trust myself with it. I think so. To go and do it live with guys like that, I think would be would be awesome. But um, I guess the bottom line and the, the the tagline for the rainy day apparel has always been: it's kind of got to work with life, like it's got to fit. So if it didn't fit for me or it didn't fit for the others, then um, it probably wouldn't happen. But I think you know the even just trying it once, just working out five songs and doing opening for somebody and seeing what that was like, maybe it would you know, spur on something else or yeah. maybe it would be like, nah, this <laughs> just keep it acoustic or whatever. But Scattering dust in an empty room Light it fades before it gets to you And memories won't be enough to fill you when life gets tough to do All these ideas just floating in space And they wonder what killed this place She gets up early and thoughts on So she doesn't make
the songs work i'm assuming you wrote them on the guitar uh, did they work just as well as a solo piece versus the kind of uh, fleshed out studio version or, or do you have to do a lot of alteration to to make it fit in one form or the other yeah it's a really uh, i like that question a lot because i do think about that when i play them live i'm like this isn't you know what the song is anymore it always starts as the acoustic whether it's like the course the verse the yeah. the pieces of it um it always starts that way but then, you know, as you record it, it becomes something else. And then when you're like, okay, now I have to play these songs for people, it kind of reverts back the other way. But you're like, oh, I added this in or I changed this and I like it better that way now. But I can't really, you know, swing that with just me. So, um, yeah, it's kind of a, you start here, go there and go back there just to, to make them work. But I think, you know, I, I based on what people have said to me uh, after live shows, which I mean, there's always a couple people that say, you know, oh, I really like that. And, yeah. and I guess uh, from my perspective, they probably have never heard the recorded version before. They, at least the ones that I played, the, I played uh, Harvest Moon and I'm like, these people have never heard these songs before. So, you know, there's not, not really an expectation to, to mirror it or match it or yeah. even be too true to it. When you're playing something like that, I mean, you're probably introducing yourself to a, to a, a lot of people who have never even heard of you before what 
what is that like? I mean, how do you sort of, uh, you know, you know, people are there to see, you know, they bought tickets because X, Y, and Z is on the, on the bill, but then there you are and you're, you have this audience that that's, you know, receptive to, to what you're doing. I'm assuming, how do you kind of introduce yourself musically to those people? And what is that like? Because it's very different playing, I guess, in your own community when you have people you see every day that, that, that know you and know, know what you're about and know your family and things like that. Right. And, and they're watching you in that context. But when you're playing, you know, uh, especially on a festival where there's there's tons of people playing what is that experience like for you as sort of being maybe the new guy on the bill that the people haven't heard before i guess i've never really known uh, anything <laughs> different than that experience sure. you know like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. when i go in there they're like who the heck is this guy but i i think you know i i've, I've kind of learned that one of the things i i think i'm probably a stronger interview than i am a uh, a singer I, I mean i obviously like it and there are people that it connects with but i do tell stories in between and just try to again con- connect with people and i think you know if they kind of know what kind of person you are then like okay this guy might have s- something neat to say through his songs too sort of thing yeah and do you feel that your songs i mean obviously like we said you you have had songs that have touched on serious issues and and and, and like like the, i mean you did a song that raised all that money i, I know it wasn't directly the song was more, you know, you're not, you're not talking about the things head on, but, but you're, you're yeah. still dealing with, you know, emotions and things like that, that, that are, that are relevant to, to the, the, the point there. Um, do you feel that, um, I guess what's the best way to, do you feel your songs are stories or do you think they're more feelings kind of put into uh, sort of musical form? Like, is it more about sort of the point A to point B in what's happening lyrically, or is it more about the feeling, the overall feeling that you're putting across? Yeah, I think it's it's probably like a, like more of a reflection, I think, but not like looking in a like in a straight mirror. You're looking in a pond with a bunch of ripples in it. I think it's probably just kind of you know glamorized a bit, or kind of you know uh, depends on how I'm tackling it. The song might be written from a I would have done that different, or I really like that, or whatever. So yeah, I, I think of them more as kind of reflections on the people around me or myself or a combination of the two, which then, you know, you're not necessarily just getting me through my songs, but maybe how I'm interpreting somebody else. Sure. If that, if that makes sense. No, it it does. Yeah. 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 Do do you think that living where you do, do you think that that impacts sort of the tone and the, the feel of your songs? I think so. Yeah. I, uh, the first track, uh, called towns is, is about, uh, small towns and kind of the inherent problems in them just you know um i don't know i kind of picture like the guy in the movie that wears his you know old high school jacket and stuff like that and like that that kind of idea i think there's there's that but there's so many good people in small towns too that it's that love hate relationship like like oh no wonder that there's a line a line in the song that's like um uh, it's about, you know, people just sit around chucking these ideas around and they wonder why their town died. And it's kind of, kind of like, um, I don't know, it, it can seem harsh to it at times, but I think it's, it's kind of like, uh, like one great city. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's a song about hating Winnipeg, but it's also a song about really loving Winnipeg. So I think that's maybe, maybe entangled in there a bit. Well, and I think that I like that idea too, uh, because it's, it's sort of, goes with the whole thing about Winnipeg I mean as a Winnipeg I have to use that example uh, of people can 
people can talk shit about Winnipeg as long as they're from here, right? Like, I mean, if you're not from here and you're saying something negative about the city, everyone gets defensive immediately and it's like the whole city is about to go fight you. Now, you know what I mean? And I think yeah. it's the same for any community. It's like the people who are of that community and from that community, they can talk about the problems and they can really sort of, uh, because they have a unique kind of personal look at what is happening and, and why it's happening and someone from the outside seeing it it's never going to have the same impact and it's you're going to miss things and you're not going to get the, the heart of it I mean like One Great City is a great example because it, it, it really captures I think the heart of Winnipeg despite seeming to be a negative song about the city but it really isn't like it's a love letter to Winnipeg it's just yeah absolutely it just is kind of hidden in this in this this uh, the way people talk about it yeah. And, and I mean, I, I moved to Manitoba in 2002 from Saskatchewan. And the first time I heard that song, I was like, yeah, it's, it's Winnipeg sucks. Right. Like, but then, you know, living in Manitoba for, you know, up until now, living in Carmen for like 16 years, 15 years now, um, that song has a different meaning to me than it did the first time I heard it too. Cause I'm, there's so many, um, like I wouldn't, I, I don't think I could ever live in Winnipeg, but I, I, I love living within a stone's throw of it to, you know, to utilize all that it has available, right? And then which go is, home. which yeah. is a top. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then get the heck out of there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
where can people find this this EP? I mean, I, I know it's, it's out now, and I know the way people consume music now, it's you know you can pretty much find stuff anywhere online. But what's where would you direct someone if they, if you want, they wanted to hear uh, what you're all about? I've I've kind of been pushing it through Spotify, uh, just because that's kind of what I am using these days, and and that sort of thing. But um, I, I had somebody ask me about you know where can I download it, and I was like I don't even like probably iTunes maybe still. Um, but honestly, if somebody emails me or or texts me and says I'd love to get my hands on the mp3s or the wave files for it i would send them over in a heartbeat i just just want to share it i mean it's not it's never gonna i i mean i'm looking at the spotify stuff now and i'm getting like a couple hundred here a couple hundred there and i'm just like you know it's not it's okay because it's kind of it's on youtube and it's on itunes and it's i just find it difficult to track and that yeah i'm just not going to stress about what those numbers look like so i'm like ah we're just about sharing it then if somebody wants it they can come 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 at me directly cool <laughs> and then as far as kind of keeping up with what you're what you're up to i mean the good thing about this being a podcast someone could listen to it the day it comes out or they can listen to it a year from now and by then you might have new music out you might have shows happening what's the best way to sort of keep up on what you're doing uh with your music i think my instagram is probably uh probably the place where i put the most updates and that sort of thing so that's usually a pretty safe bet to figure out what's going on cool and do you have anything planned uh, at the moment as far as shows kind of to, to promote this record? Uh, nothing at the moment, but I, I think there's some kind of local stuff going on in the area here. And I, I'm always just kind of chatting with people and I always find they come up quick or in batches or whatever. So I, I think um, there'll be some coming up, but nothing nothing as of yet. Okay. And is that kind of the idea too, is just to, to, to play locally as much as you can uh, sort of in your area? Or are you hoping to come to Winnipeg and, and places like that? Yeah, I'd play Winnipeg. I'd I'd play anywhere. I mean, I I think it's kind of a a means to kind of go and do things, right? right? So if somebody says, "Hey, I've got a show here. Would you be willing to come?" As long as as long as I can swing it with the family and life in general, I'm I'm there. 